This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, Christianity isn't inviting Jesus into your life. Christianity is accepting Jesus' invitation into his. If Christianity was a meal, it's not one that happens at our house. It's one that happens in his house. He says, I want you to come with me and follow me and become like me. Thank you for listening to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International right here in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and I am so grateful to be hosting a conversation remotely with Pastor Christian. Um, please know that the audio quality of this episode will sound a little off today, but the content quality, as always, from Pastor Christian is going to be fantastic. This Sunday, we are launching a brand new series right here at Journey entitled Four Cups. And for the Sundays leading up to Easter, we will be discovering how we can find and fulfill our purpose. Well, Pastor Christian, welcome back to the podcast, and thanks for carving out a few minutes of your schedule to have a conversation with us today. You know, your your new series is entitled Four Cups, Finding and Fulfilling Your Purpose. Would you mind sharing for just a few moments what the genesis of this series is and what what your goal is of this series? Yeah, absolutely. So about a week and a half ago, I was watching uh, television. I watch a show in the afternoon, actually DVR called Around the Horn. It's a talk show on ESPN where um, kind of a moderator interviews four sportscasters from around the country just on kind of the sports news of the day. And the host of the show, his name was Tony Reale, had a a big black cross on his forehead because I've watched the show for years. Um, You know, I understand that uh, Tony is is Catholic. Uh, and I knew immediately when the show came on, hey, today's Ash Wednesday, and he and actually another one of the sportscasters that he's with both had crosses on their forehead. That's the traditional day that if you practice in the Catholic faith, you do have a priest, uh, you know, put his thumb in the ashes and put a cross on your forehead because sure. that initiates kind of the, that initiates the Easter season. This mm-hmm. series, Four Cups, is a look at the Easter season through the Passover. Uh, what, what many Christians know is the Lord's Supper. They don't realize that the Lord's Supper that Jesus had on the last night of his life before his crucifixion uh, was actually a meal that was shared in Israel every year uh, to celebrate and commemorate the Passover of the Israelites um, out of Egypt. And during that meal, there would be, as we shared a little bit on Sunday, uh, there would be uh, four cups of wine at intervals throughout the meal that would each signify one of the promises that God made to the people of Israel. And as they ate this meal, it would be, um, you know, kind of like a a progressive dinner, but it was a Bible study where they would at the beginning begin with the Passover story and they would tell portions of the Passover story as they ate and drank, not just to remember them, but to celebrate the realities of what God did for the people, bringing them out of Egypt, removing them from a mindset of slavery. Uh, redeeming them and and pointing them in a new direction and then using them to make a huge difference in the world. That's what this series is about. It's about remembering not just the Easter holiday of Jesus being crucified, buried, and, and raising again, but to remember the spiritual work of Easter through these four cups of the Passover and how Jesus, um, Jesus through his sacrifice, through his cross, uh, through his burial, through his resurrection— fulfills all of them in our life, or at least he wants to, for those of us who follow Jesus. 
Pastor Christian, I know we all need to remember the significance and the, the, the just the power of Easter. So we're, this is really going to be a, a really important series for our church. This week, you helped us understand the significance of communion or the Lord's Supper. Uh, Jesus modeled it in the New Testament with his disciples, but as you pointed out, this was actually a part of the Passover celebration, going back to the Old Testament. It, it remembered and celebrated the Israelites escaping from Egypt, and, and I was deeply challenged by a statement you made in your message, and that statement was this, Christianity is not inviting Jesus into your life, it is accepting an invitation into the life of Jesus. Can you talk for a moment about the difference between these two statements and the practical implications that these two statements have in the lives of Christians today? Well, if you look at them through the lives of the Israelites in the story of the Passover, the reality was that God worked in wonderful ways through the plagues of Egypt. And a lot of times we want God to come and show his power in our life. But to really make himself known and to complete his purpose in the life of his people, he had to get them out of Egypt. Mm. And a lot of times we ask Jesus to come be a part of our life because we feel like we're in Egypt, but we have no desire to go where Jesus is pointing us. We want his help in Egypt, but we don't want to leave Egypt because we're comfortable in Egypt. Our friends are in Egypt. Our activities are in Egypt. And Jesus doesn't just want to make life in Egypt easier. That is not Christianity. Christianity is not adding Jesus to your life so it's easier or so it's better. Christianity is accepting Jesus' invitation. You know, Christianity, sometimes we, we get it backwards in the semantics of how we, of how we say things. Right. Christianity isn't, Christianity isn't inviting Jesus into your life. Christianity is accepting Jesus' invitation into his. If Christianity was a meal, it's not one that happens at our house. It's one that happens at his house. And he (laughs) says, I want you to come with me and follow me and become like me. Hmm. And Christianity isn't just a crutch that makes life in Egypt better. Christianity, as we talked about, is a force that removes us and allows us to leave Egypt behind. And I think practically for us, sometimes um, we think if we live our exact same life, but we go to church, if we live our exact same life, but we read our Bible, if we live our exact same life, but we begin to pray, um, we just ex- we expect everything to change. And, and those things help produce change. Those things help create change. But at the end of the day, Jesus says, I'm going to need you to come out of Egypt Uh, And a lot of times, just like the people of Israel, when Moses went to the people of Israel and said, God's heard your cry, he's going to deliver you, um, they didn't believe they could be delivered. They would have settled for just a little bit of help in their current state. Hmm. And God was able to, and then he did give them more than just a little bit of help in their state. He totally removed them from their state of bondage to a state of freedom. And I think sometimes... Uh, we we look at all we need spiritually and we think, man, if Jesus could just help me get through one day at a time in the thing that I'm going through, Jesus can and he will not just get us through more than one day of time in what we're going through, but he can totally remove us from what we're going through hmm. and give us the life that he has created us to live with the purpose and the impact that he has created us for. Hmm. Pastor Christian, that's so good. That's really good. 
Moses records a message from God in Exodus chapter 6, verse 6. He writes, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. This was the I will statement that we reflected upon um, this Sunday. In, in light of this passage, Pastor Christian, you state that Jesus is not a crutch to help with the weight of spiritual slavery. He is the force that removes the yoke and sets you free. Interestingly, Jesus used the same kind of phrase in Matthew. He says, come to me, all you are weary and and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then Jesus says this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light." First of all, Pastor Christian, what is a yoke? Help us understand what a yoke is. And second, what is it about the yoke of Jesus that makes it easy and is burden light? Yeah, so that's a great question. So a yoke was basically a piece of wood uh, with, you know, kind of two horseshoes around it that would make two oxen, uh, would make two cows, would make two horses pull in the exact same direction. It was put across your neck. And it was used uh, in ancient farming um, to, to make the animals do what you would want them to do. In Jesus' day, a yoke had been known as, um, as a script of teaching. So rabbis mm. would have a yoke. Um, it was a, a rabbi's yoke is what they would lay on the people to try to help them walk in line with God. Huh. So that's, that's what it meant. You know, if, if you could picture a bar across the necks of two cows— um, a yoke is what a rabbi would lay on the neck of one of their disciples to help them walk in step with God. And at that time, um, the religious yokes of the day had become so heavy, had become so burdensome, you almost had to live in total perfection. Right. Uh, and by your own force of will, follow God that Jesus showed up and said, listen, one, um, I, want you to, I want you to take my yoke because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. But here's here's the picture of Jesus with our yoke. Uh, In the case of walking with Jesus, there are a lot of Christians who say, Jesus, my yoke is really, really heavy. My direction of life is really, really heavy. Would you come walk beside me and would you take half the weight and help me continue down the road of life I'm going, but make it a little lighter and make it a little easier? And Jesus says, actually, um, let's do this. He said, I don't want to walk under your yoke. I want you to walk under mine. Hmm. But my yoke is actually the beam of a cross, and I'm going to carry it all by myself, and all you have to do is follow me. (laughs) Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It asks nothing of you. It lays nothing across your neck for salvation, but that you follow me and let me cut your path spiritually, and then you live like I live. You love like I love. You learn what I want you to learn. Um, you become a follower and an imitator of me. So when Jesus said, I want you to take my yoke upon you, he said, the teaching that I'm going to lay on your back is this. I'm going to carry the entire yoke. Uh, It will look like the wooden yoke that is laid across the necks of two oxen. However, it will be laid across my back and eventually two nails will be driven into my hands. It will be attached to an upright post and I will die on the cross. But if you will be willing to walk in my footsteps and then imitate my life after that, I will give you a path that connects you to God. That is the yoke of Jesus. And that is why we can rest in what he did and walk, you know, not a, not a, not an easy path, not a simple path, but a path where we don't have to bear the burden of our own salvation because Jesus has done that. 
Well, Pastor Christian, we have uh, two very important ordinances of the church. It's communion and baptism. And, and all month, we've been challenging individuals to get baptized. Again, this is another important symbol of Christianity. You know, I've been in ministry approaching now 20 years, and still to this day, my favorite events are by far baptisms. So, uh, Pastor Christian, my, my question is this. Why are we placing so much emphasis on baptism at Journey? And, and and what challenge would you give to the individual that is listening right now that just really has some hesitations about getting into the water? Yeah, well, I would say this. The reason we place such important on baptism uh, importance on baptism is because Jesus says it's very important. As a matter of fact, in his great commission in Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen and 20, he said, I want you to go and I want you to make disciples of all nations. And I want you to baptize them. I want mm-hmm. you to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So as a church, you say, Christian, why is baptism so important to you? Because Jesus is important to us. Mm-hmm. And this is how Jesus told us to do ministry. So we are trying we're not trying to pressure anyone into doing anything. We're trying to pursue being obedient to what Jesus has taught us to do. The way we do baptisms at our church that I think gives them a double sense of excitement is Revelation 12 says that the thing that defeats the enemy is the blood of the lamb and the testimony of his saints. At our church, we allow people to share their story very briefly, um, you know, in less than a page, a couple paragraphs of what Jesus means to them because we believe the testimony of the saints is powerful. So for us, baptism as a church, as spiritual leaders, is an act of our obedience to Jesus to not just teach people to follow Jesus, but to baptize him for our church and for our people. Uh, it's a chance to defeat the spiritual enemy because they cannot produce the blood of the lamb, but they can proclaim their testimony. They can tell who Jesus was to them, who Jesus is to them, and how Jesus is working in their life. So for us, baptism is very, very important. And if you say, you know, what would I say to the person who's a little afraid to get into the tank? I would tell them what Nathan told our church last Sunday at 11 a.m. We had one of our middle school students who was baptized. And he said in his testimony, um, I, I was a little afraid to share my story in front of the entire church and to be baptized in front of the entire church. However, for me, baptism is a step to show God how, willing, how far I'm willing to go to let people know that I love him. I would say baptism isn't just commanded, but it's an opportunity for us to be really obedient. There are a lot of areas in life, Brandon, that are really, really hard that are really, really spiritually um, to follow, Um, you know, from reading the scriptures to developing a prayer life to giving Jesus our entire, you know, heart, mind, soul, and strength uh, to giving the way that Jesus wants us to give to serving the way that Jesus wants us to serve from going the way Jesus wants us to go. One of the simpler steps, though scary, um, though, you know, humbling is just getting in the water and allowing the symbol of the water to tell the world, I believe Jesus has cleansed my sin, to allow going under the water to remind everyone that Jesus was willing to go into the earth after the cross and to come out of the water and remind people Jesus stepped out of the tomb to live a brand new life that would be eternal and give that to me. Uh, I would ask people in your Christianity, would you rather go into a tomb for three days and step out on the third day or go in the water for about half a second and step out of the baptism tank. I would always take option two. And that's what baptism allows us to do. We don't want to act like it's easy. We don't want to act like it's simple, but it is powerful. 
Pastor Christian, I, I really do believe this series is going to be so helpful for us as we approach Easter. And my prayer, as I am sure it's yours, is that individuals will find and begin to fulfill their purpose during this very, very special season. And we are so grateful that you've listened to the podcast today. If you have been challenged to get baptized, uh, we can help you get signed up to be a part of something that's really special taking place here at Journey this month. You can simply text the words Journey Baptism, two words, Journey Baptism, to 474747, and we will get you in touch um, with the right people that will walk you through this very important next step in your spiritual journey. You will never regret, and I promise you, you will never regret walking in obedience with Jesus. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.